so I guess we'll start off with, I guess, introduce yourself to our listeners that don't already know who you are. Okay. Um, my name is uh, Zachary Bell. I'm a Marine Corps veteran. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a writer. I'm an idiot. And uh, I started, created, and I run Better With The Sign. It's an Instagram page and a Facebook page and I think a Twitter and a TikTok, which doesn't really count. But um, <laughs> that's it. That's what I do for a living. Right now, at least. So w- what inspired you to do the veteran with the sign? I mean, I know there's the dude with the sign. I'm sure uh-huh. that, that's what was the inspiration. But how did that like come come about? Um. I don't know. So I've done I've done a lot of things. I was in the Marine Corps for a certain amount of time, for four years. I deployed twice to Afghanistan. I was married. I got me. I got married. I had two children, and um, I just wanted to stop doing that after a while. Being deployed. This is this is in two thousand seven to eleven, bro. The GWAT was hot and counterinsurgency was cool. So you guys it was the same uh, time, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, it was the best. It was the best. Like I wasn't like these memories of being in the back of like a Toyota Hilux, just like laying down hate and it was fun um but it all came to an end and um i wanted to uh start over and figure out what to do so my <laughs> dude my wife's about to walk upstairs it's fine um um everyone so i work at home i'll tell you this i work at home now everyone walks in my office like kramer from seinfeld like, they all just, like, oh, bye, bye. <laughs> like they've never come up here before but now i do it it's, it's wild but um that's yeah. part part of having a family man yeah, it's so great. Um, I'm so blessed. <laughs> but, um, but um, you know, I, I wanted to work with veterans. I worked at a nonprofit while I got my bachelor's and my master's. And then I worked in for-profit healthcare until, until 2020. And then 2020 hit and I was super bored. And um, I've, I've done some writing for different publications before. Um, Task and Purpose, The Huffington Post, uh, The New York Times. And um, I saw the dude with the sign thing. And mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, that's that's something. You know, it's run by, can I swear? Oh, yeah, you're yeah, good. That's the internet. It's, it's run by a media company called Fuck Jerry. So, like, the comparison between me and him is not even comparable. Like, they're the guys that, like, control the ebbs and flows of the internet. Oh, they're huge. Like, they're huge. Like, Instagram pitches them ideas, mm-hmm. is what I always say. And, like, me, I'm just an idiot. So, but... What I found fascinating was the juxtaposition of a high-level technology using analog, not even analog, using cardboard yeah, right. to like communicate a message. And um, it's the difference between like regular life and then the Sports Center top ten, right? I always say if aliens were to watch the Sports Center top ten when Sports Center was relevant, they'd be like, "Man, these guys are really good at sports. They don't know <laughs> some top ten plays. Yeah, I know everything else that happens." So. I was like, what if I could just communicate and really kind of hone in on a message that I'm trying to start a conversation? And then maybe, maybe I could talk people into like um, building a community and, um, you know, communicate with each, each other in a more authentic and honest way, as opposed to the way most people communicate on the internet. And so that was the idea. And I started it in March of 2020. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think like I had seen your stuff on Instagram popping up, but uh-huh. me not being a veteran, some of the veteran humor and stuff I don't get, I get some That's of okay. it, but I had seen you on there and stuff, but to me it, it didn't really resonate like it would with somebody who's a veteran most likely. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then 
actually when you had I I told this to her too. You had Nicole. Um, yeah. On they hold a sign that said you don't have to be a veteran to what what exactly did it say it was you had to be a veteran to care about yeah yeah and that that resonated with me like big time and yeah and then i kind of got more in involved with following what you were doing after i saw Mm -hmm. that and y'all interviewed tier and nicole right yeah Yeah. we had we had tier and nicole both on yeah Yeah, charlie martell yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) well charlie no they're they're good people they're really good people he's like the deadliest man ever do you know that i I love that dude but i would oh he's he's a teddy bear he's a big bear i love him Mm -hmm. i love i love you too i love you nicole congratulations (laughs) on your engagement yeah Um, we we were actually there for that for their engagement way to one up me bro i know Um, where were you (laughs) no it was they're they're good people but yeah so i had told her that like seeing that meant a lot to me Mm because i agree you don't have to be a veteran to help or to care i don't think I, yeah, no, I, I don't, um, that's, that's part of the idea. The idea is to start with like the military veteran world is like a base of fire or like a center of gravity. Mm-hmm. And then to kind of expand out from that, I want to like build conversations and stuff. And I'd met Tier Nicole in like, I don't even know, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was like, Hey, do you want to do one? She's like, I'm not a veteran. I was like, say less. And <laughs> Perfect. I don't need everybody to be a veteran. <laughs> Like there's yeah. enough veteran stuff out there, so that was really where we kind of started with the idea of it. All right, so, I, I, I muted mics for a second yeah. there. We had so, yelling kids. Yeah. Um. What I what I what I what I gravitated towards was the simplicity of it. Yeah. And then it wasn't. And I don't want to be polarizing when I say this. This comes off wrong. But there's a lot of like, you know, on the on the lower end of the bell curve, there's a lot of veterans that sit there, right? And they do a lot of things that are just too on the nose or just too like, you know, they're not intelligently done, right? And so it, the way you did it was subtle with the nuances, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what made it, I think, after watching you, because I, when I first started seeing you, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool, you know? I was like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd always like it and everything, but, um, and that's what I liked about it. You know, it wasn't like, it's not shit like, Oh, you have a you have a college education now by eighty two fourteen. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, that's the dumbest thing you could say. Don't <laughs> you know say I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's like the guy where the round explodes. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? The famous Marine photo. Yeah. That's I, I know him. His name's Bill B. That was the, I was there when that that when that happened. We had just left, but like hours later. Where it's like, tell me how hard it was, and that picture's everywhere. It's really wild to see it actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So when you know people say it, it's like you know come he on. didn't make it. Other people have right. It's, it's, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so that's all respected about. It. That's why it wasn't you know, um, you know, it's not just silly to be silly. It's like no, we can make a good point and keep it simple. Like I said, with cardboard, and it's a dude with tattoos with cardboard making a message, mm-hmm. and that resonates with other people that are like minded. People are like I, I get it, right? Like I get mm-hmm. it. And then I'm going to tell people about it. And so, like you said, it's a very simple way to start that platform to grow into something else. I think you know that's how I how I see it. That's how I you know from the outside. Well, it's like you said, the simplicity, and that's not a saying simple in a derogative way either. Simple can no. be fucking awesome. You know what? Interview over. I'm done. Right. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. No, I mean you know. <laughs> no, uh, no. You. I mean you're 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 hitting all of the things. This like warms my heart, right? Mm-hmm. Because it took a while. It, it took a it took a long time, right? So people forget. Um, during the pandemic, whatever stage we are now, when everyone was staying home and it was just like, I had a blast, like 
the first few months it was awesome. Um, me and my wife and my two daughters we made a fort downstairs. It was like for a solid month. Um, it had to be a month because we like made a pathway, and it was just I just had these ideas, and I've always liked writing, um, and I've wanted to get back to it. So I decided it it needed to be like a writing project. Like multimedia is um, and storytelling is uh, kind of an evolving platform, right? If you look at like some a lot of articles now more so than ever and every single day you'll hit like a paragraph and then you hit like a you know a, a plug-in video or whatever it is to like keep you on the page right realistically so i was like trying to think of it that way like i wanted to make a multi media experience that was just more than than what it appears to be but the first march april march april and uh yeah I was a, I was going to shut it down like May first was was the decision I had made. There was a lot of emphasis on my my outfit and a lot of emphasis on my tattoos, and I was just like, dude, this is just not working. Um, people weren't getting it. They were, I think, people have been conditioned to expect a certain thing out of the internet in general, like that it it is like the highlight reel. And, um, I was really just trying to, and I still try to like strip down all of that as much as I humanly can. Right. Cause I have a message that I'm trying to communicate or a conversation that I'm trying to have. And, um, it was not happening. <laughs> um, cause it's just my gym clothes. I got out of the Marine Corps and I had, had a ton of these like green skivvy shirts they're just undershirts for your uniform and i'm a very very simple person as my my well i like to think i'm simple i'm sure my wife would would say <laughs> otherwise but like it's just i pick it up it's green right there's nothing really to it i grab some black shorts and like i'm out the door mm-hmm. like that's all there is to it it's like that steve jobs thing or that i think he got it from albert einstein it's just one less thing to think about and so i was like well, it doesn't really show like who I am as a person. It's really just something I'm using to like go run and get sweaty. And so I can like recreate that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, like that was it. But <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't ever convolute things. I mean, that's the, mm-hmm. that's a, it's a disease. Cause then it's from your clothes. Like for instance, like it, you know, again, I, I, I don't, I can't bother myself. A lot of vets can't with like being the guy who tucks in a plaid shirt and wears those pointy fucking brown shoes. You know what I mean? Like, or, you know, or those are called like simple. It's called, like, a, it's called a staff sergeant outfit. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you always want to wear something like, can I kick someone's ass or run away when what I'm wearing right now? And yeah, also Pat kinda, McNamara talks about that a lot. Uh, okay. T Max. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. He makes fun of Jocko Wildick for wearing flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, I can't work. I, I mean, uh, to the pool. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's about in it. In public, especially dudes with like jeans and flip flops, I'm like, dude, I could kick your ass, bro. Like, <laughs> I mean, start stomping toes. I don't know. He might know something. He might have been around the block. Yeah. Well, not. You know? no, yeah. No, Jocko's pretty damn good at jujitsu, so I'm a. Yeah, I he's wouldn't. Um, a gorilla. But well, yeah. But no, like I, I agree. I'm, I'm kind of the same way when it comes to how I dress. It's pretty plain and simple. Um, yeah. And like right now, I'm wearing like an athletic shirt, breathable shirt, like nothing fancy and it's be it's i don't know it's it's easier it's less to think about like yeah. you said as much yeah, as my wife it, would probably like me to dress nicer yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well it's just it was one less thing and so i was like this doesn't it's it's like a character like it's a hyperbolic uh, version Absolutely. of who i am mm-hmm. um um a friend of mine 
for my Max uh, Uarte is Terminal Lance, right? And he always says like Terminal Lance is like him all the way up, mm-hmm. right? And so that's how I think about it. Like it's me all the way up. Like it's somebody who refers to himself as Warfighter, which is is really cringe, right? But <laughs> yeah. like that's the name of the person and the idea. Of yeah. It. And it's um, kind of like the same way there's, I want to say superheroes, that's all I can think of in the moment. Like it's an identity. Yeah, yeah. Right? that's funny that you said, because when, when you emailed me, I mm-hmm. saw it said Warfighter and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like, oh, is he this guy? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> But no, the guy that, that emailed you did. I'm not, yeah, but yeah, yeah. That no. was that was your character. It's fun. Yeah. Well, it's fun. It's like I put on yeah. a thing. Yeah. Right. And it's um, it's probably how I want to act. Yeah. Because it's like right there. It's all in the front of my brain, but it's like the back of me is like, bro, we're 33. We gotta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got like kids, um, man. We got kids. Yeah. It feels a lot like um. I, I just watched uh, the trailer for Venom. Mm-hmm. Like Eddie Brock, and he's like walking around, and he's like. He's like, come on, let's go eat people. And like that's that's what's in my head. And it's like, come on, let's go PT. Don't be weak. <laughs> yeah. You know? Curious and so boat. that same person like <clears throat> looks at everything and was like, oh, oh, you know, yeah. is a seven day store open still? Mm-hmm. Like that was one I made during COVID. And that was kind of a turning point. But I mean, the big turning point of it was um Captain Crozier when um he decided um that his ship needed to be treated and all the stuff he did, like I held up a sign. It just said um, bring back Captain Crozier, and it it was it was May first. It was the day I decided to, get, to change it, and it just it just literally just took off. It was like a few hundred people and um, a few hundred. Um, it wasn't even hundred. I barely get like engagement was really low, and all these different things. And it's not for me it's not i'm not looking for likes or comments or anything what i'm looking for is like the quality of the conversation Mm -hmm. and it was like the first time nobody mentioned my really bad tattoos (laughs) and um i was like okay there's something here and it went from like a few hundred followers to a thousand overnight and i was like okay that's that that was wild Mm -hmm. and then pretty much ever since then it's it's just gone on a path where i can't really predict where it's going to go yeah or the effect it's going to have yeah well, I mean, I guess that's a good segue to talk about what we were talking about before we were recording mm-hmm. was <clears throat> with the unfortunate shit that's gone down the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. And then you made the post with a sign and you can mm-hmm. go ahead and if you want to say what the sign said. But like I said, I saw so many people that I follow sharing that and big people with big followings sharing that. And so yeah. I'm sure that was a little crazy on your end. And I'm I'm sure you weren't out there trying to get notoriety off of a unfortunate situation but you were like you said you're trying to start a conversation and i think that's exactly what you're doing yeah yeah it was it was the one i i did for um incident with the marines um in uh afghanistan i'm gonna try and talk about this as respectfully as i can Mm -hmm. um it's all just happened i know this is posted sometime next week and it'll still be fresh and it'll always be fresh yeah but my wife and i were sitting down actually and um i said it's just been a lot of big changes like it used to just be something that my wife would say like why you got to make jokes on the internet for like you and your 10 friends Mm. and i would always say because it's funny and it went from that to like having people to be more involved and more attention to like this transition to where it's a place where like i I don't want to say like i felt like i had to say something but i've I've, I feel like in some level it's tapped into like a cultural zeitgeist a little bit of 
that I have been very fortunate to find like this lane that again, I, I don't understand and I don't deserve. And it said, um, no man left behind means something to the rest of us. Right. And, um, I just like put it up and, uh, I was getting dressed. I was like, all right, I gotta go do some stuff. And she's like, I think, I think this one's like going to go crazy. Mm-hmm. And, um, I looked and it just continued to grow. And I think I had like 74,000 or something followers at that time on Instagram. And now it's up to 82 mm-hmm. in just a few days. Um, it's kind of been on this constant trajectory as it's grown because I've continued to expand the audience because ultimately I want it to be a bridge between the military civilian world. Mm-hmm. And so that's including stuff like, you know, reaching out to people like Nicole and other people. Like I've, I got Tulsi Gabbers to do it. Oh, really? It's crazy. Yeah, it's that insane. It's insane. She ran for president. I like kind of, not like, uh, you know, old boy down the road, you know, who puts his name on the ballot. Yeah. Like she like legitimately yeah. Yeah. ran for president. And, um, I was like, that was like mountaintop. Yeah. And like this, it shifted into this new, I think it's like a new era of, of responsibility to where like, I'm, and I've been doing it since March, 2020. Mm-hmm. So for like the first time ever, I feel like, um, responsible, not responsible. I I'm aware that I need to be more responsible of the platform I have and a positive light beyond just, um, making jokes about the military as a whole yeah and uh that's that's actually very very new to me because um it's gone through a lot of iterations like um in march not march in june of 2020 i um it was it was doing the page had got up to a certain i don't know how much it was doesn't matter it was doing really well and i was able to get you know sponsors and stuff and because my only real goal was that i just can't have it cost me money mm-hmm Right. Cause, and, um, that's just like, it can't cost me money and time. Right. Cause I have to like the justification of it to, to my uh, family, uh, because it does take a lot of time. I actually do spend a lot of time, like, uh, thinking about what I'm going to say. And once we passed that, I was like, all right, cool. And in three weeks I was, uh, I don't know if anybody knows this. I was, uh, hosp- I was hospitalized cause I have this thing where I met with the 107 foundation and um, I have this really adverse reaction to uh, ibuprofen, mm. like so much so to where I had to be hospitalized for it. And then the next week, my my best friend, um, he uh, he lost his battle, and um, and then after that, I got laid off on my thirteenth wedding anniversary. So like three weeks in a row, it's just pop pop pop. Rough, and rough I wasn't time. really sure what to do with it, or anything for that matter. And uh, I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's something here that I should just keep moving this forward. And, um, and that's really what's kind of kept me on the path now. But this latest transition has been just way more than I anticipated. Right. And I, it's, it's, it's all very positive, but it's, it, it's nothing short of like overwhelming well, to say the you're, least. You're in a, you, I don't mean this in a negative way, you've put yourself in a vulnerable space, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, and it's really hard going from, you know, essentially what we were doing, like from 2007, 2013, right? And then to try to yeah, be. Yeah, the one that war shifted, yeah. Yeah. And then try to, and to try to be now this other person, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And to be okay with being vulnerable and then doing it on the social media platform where it's like, you know what? 
like I've been through some shit, but now I've got to be open to ridicule, but hopefully some love and some positivity as well, you know, from real people. And yeah. so just to kind of push through that, I mean, that's, that's cool on its own. A lot, I, a lot of people, a lot of vets really can't stomach that, you know what I mean? Going through that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's, it sucks. I mean, I remember when I was a team leader, I, I like had opinions, right? Um, your team leader, yeah, you're in charge of like three people, three or four people, and you're just like, all right, I got an idea, and you tell your squad leader, and you go about your way. And then when you become a squad leader, you like have decisions to make, and it's just like left or right, and um, it feels a lot like that sometimes, like kind of that I have to like move move forward um, once more through the breach, as they say, um, regardless of the outcomes, and it's just a hard fact of that. I started all this because I've lost more people after war than I did to it. Mm. And um, I think a lot of that just comes down. There's a lot of different reasons. I don't want to um, um, devalue any reason, but like when I bring it down to like its core idea, I think it's because we weren't as honest as we all should be myself mm. included. Cause it's, you know, you talk to your friends you're like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm fine, bro. But like you down aside, you want to be like, things suck, you know, like, I'm just not happy. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think, um, I think overall the best way for any of us to move forward and to, um, process trauma is to be honest with it. Mm -hmm. And so that's ultimately what I want to do is to keep doing what I'm doing now into a place to where it becomes, um, kind of like, um, there's this page called faces of New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you guys heard it? Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, he just guy just tells stories with people and I want to be a place where ultimately stories are told of military service, um, any type of service really. I just want people to tell a story about a moment they overcame and I'd like to, and that's, that's like where I want to continue to move it forward as right. Mm -hmm. Cause I think that's how we can learn the most from each other is by being more honest and having like authentic conversations. Mm -hmm. I like to say that I use a communication style known as radical candor, but realistically I'm just, more blunt than it should be yeah. and it is what it is. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I think, uh, we learn the most about ourselves and each other by doing that because everyone's really kind of putting on airs even when you're not aware of it. Oh yeah. Well, and that's something we we've talked about on here a thousand times, like, especially with Kevin here <clears throat> over the years. Cause I mean, you, you probably don't know our backstory. We grew up together. I was his friend when he went off to war. I was his friend when he came back from war. He was a little bit of a different person. I've seen a lot of changes. And <clears throat> over this last couple of years, I've seen him do exactly what he was just talking about, have some vulnerability mm -hmm. and be able to kind of talk about some shit. And I think that's important in anybody's life, veteran or not. If you have shit going on and you have mm -hmm. problems, like find that person you can confide in and talk with them. And I'm not a professional by any means, but I'm there for my friend. Right. And mm -hmm. so I've, I'm an open ear and he's gone through shit in his life that people who listen to the show know about. And over especially over the past year and i've been kind of his sounding board like just fucking talk to me man if i can help you if i can give you advice i will and i think mm -hmm. what you were saying is exactly right if you're open and honest that's what's going to help people and it's also going to other people that are not open and honest right now that see somebody like yourself with a big following and all that being open and honest and being vulnerable maybe that'll lead them down that path too yeah. and and you know what too like to piggyback off that one of the most untalked about things at least maybe from my perception is for therapy is the purpose in the group aspect. 
because there's days where I feel like I can't leave the house, but I've got to go to school. Like, especially, you know, before COVID, I'm part of the, I'm in the physics program. So I do the, the uh, astro astronomy and astrophysics uh, club. So we do like research stuff. So it's like a big group of us together. So these aren't veterans in there. Actually, there is one who's in there, but uh, we get together and all of a sudden that's all gone. They're like, mm-hmm. everyone's together and we have a common goal, a common purpose of what we're doing. And it's all gone. It's fucking gone, you know? And then you look up at the fact that it's like, I don't want to say codependent, but anytime we've gone through hard shit, we had guys around us, mm-hmm. you know, you had at least five guys around you all the time. And then you get out to take your guns away and they say, go play nice. And your friends are gone. Now it's, this is my battle and my battle alone. You know, that's why it's so fucking hard to watch. Cause I love those movies, the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Cause mm-hmm. that's the story he was telling. Cause when he fought yeah. World War one, like yeah, he, World War one. Yeah. Yeah. That's all the hero's journey. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's done at the end and he's by himself and then he's like, fuck like the, the mission's over and, and we're on our, we're individuals again like that's so fucking hard yeah you know we can talk about the trauma and the the trauma we hold right when we experience something and it's going right back to there and we don't even know we're there again we can talk about all that but and it's all very valid but we've lost that brotherhood that we have from ev- having every day to having you know it's just you you're writing your own op orders every day you're raising your kids you know and it's just like yeah that's a big part of it. I think trying to get people together to do shit together is really helpful. Mm. Well, yeah, and like like I was saying, just being able to talk and find somebody you can confide in with shit is so helpful. And like, this is something like the grieving process when somebody dies it, that you are close with, you have to find a way to grieve. And that's something I actually haven't even talked about on this podcast yet. I lost my dad not too long ago. And I was talking to my wife today, like, I don't think I know how to grieve. Like I kind of like, if I just don't think about it, it's going to go away. And then all of a sudden the wave will hit me and I'm like, fuck, I'm sad. Mm -hmm. And my wife said that to me today. She's like, you need, you haven't taken any time to grieve. And I'm like, I don't even know if I know how to grieve. Like that is my grieving is just Mm. put it deep inside that suitcase and close that fucker up. Cause then it's going to go away. And I know one day it's going to all just come flowing out. Yeah. Six months. And it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but I think like if, if you have someone to talk to, like, like Kevin, I'll talk to him too. Or my wife is somebody I can talk to about shit that's going on with me. If you find that person doesn't have to be a bunch of people, but if you find a person that you can trust and you can confide in and be vulnerable with, I think that's helpful for everybody, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think grief is a circle. I think it's, um, like a record that just plays and you're just kind of unaware of it as time passes. I mean, um, it's not, a, yeah. it's not linear, you know, it's no, it's, it's, it's not, it's, um, especially cause it, you know, the relation you have with people, um, it's like tied in like moments in your life. And the moment you think you're over it, you're just, you're kind of coming back around, you know, d- definitely is tied to, you know, the chronological uh, year as a whole, but, it's. I don't think anybody really knows how to grieve, mm. realistically, yeah, except I, for like what you described. That's like, I think that's the way a whole generation of men across men and women yeah. across um, the board in our age is just like just put it away, and then like next thing you know, you're in the woods chopping down trees, screaming. Yeah. You know, like, well, I mean, we got we got used to getting. I mean, this is not veterans of society. Like, oh yeah, you need a pill for that. You need this for that. You need this for that. But isn't grieving 
dealing with hard truths? Isn't it just a hard time? There's bad and then there's hard, right? Mm-hmm. Like things are just fucking hard. We have to accept, hey, shit's hard. Running up a fucking mountain with a pack on is fucking hard. You don't just mm-hmm. say, you know what? I'm going to go 200 feet and turn around because it's got hard and I got sweaty. Your emotions are the same way. I mean, shit is hard and you have to get through it. You have to work through it. And and the the shitty part is when you get to that point where it's like, I'm so scared of my emotions. I don't know what's going to happen because I can't, I have to get rid of this. Right. And that's what causes suicide. Like it's just, it's so overwhelming. And so it becomes not just hard, but then hard and un, un, unmanageable, mm. you know, cause a lot of times it's not that the resources aren't there. It's the, we don't know how to use them or we don't know how to reach out to people, you know? Yeah. We don't, we don't know where we are on the circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I think I'm past it, but it's, it's right there. You can feel, you can feel the heat on the back of your neck. Yeah. And, um, like I, uh, my, my friend who passed, I, I don't want to say his name. It's not my place, but, mm-hmm. um, I always think of like, like really cool things that have happened in my life lately. And it, my, my whole life's fascinating. I, I don't, I barely understand it, but like, I'll go to, I'll go to call him and I'll just be like, damn, I can't call him. Mm. Yeah. And, and that's like that's like where I'm at with that now. It's 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 been a year um, since he um, since he's gone, but it's just like, oh, I guess I guess that's that uh, that suitcase isn't as packed quite as tight as I, I thought yeah. it was. Yeah. And um, I've tried to be more aware of it now than ever. Um, I think the greatest blessing I've had as of late is, is time to reflect. Um, again, that's why I say, you know, and you know, I know the pandemic's been hard on people and. Yeah, I don't ever want to shortchange that for their experience. But for me, since I got out, I've been running. I got out, I had a wife and two kids. I had to earn. I had to go to college. I had to do all these different things. And it was the most, this was the most amount of time I've ever spent with my family ever. And when I slowed down, I was like, oh, well, I need to put some things in place that I didn't really realize. Because I mean, I have two daughters in middle school. And um, I want to say they're they're who they are, but they're pretty much well on the path of people they want to be. And now it's just like I'm I'm buffering, like I'm just uh, just the bumper lanes in the bowling alley of life, mm-hmm. right? I'm just trying to help help them best I can, but I I know eventually I'm, I'm going to have to let them, you know, take that shot on their own. And so it's it's hard to do that, but it's uh, one of the greatest joys of being a parent, being able to see them um, go through these different trials and tribulations, but now is um is where i'm when i'm trying to think of like what to do next I, I think about my friend and like how much they just missing mm-hmm. and and that's that's the hardest part of like you think about those moments where like the connections were there and maybe something you overlooked and um ultimately ultimately i i know that it was a decision he made and ultimately those are decisions people make on their own regardless of input resources or things that are out there. But I will go into my grave um, doing whatever I can to make sure it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's where everything started from. Like, you know, it's not about likes or comments, or followers. It's, it's, it's like, I always go back to the quality. Like are people really understanding the message I'm trying to say. And if, if that works and that works, right. Cause I honestly can't predict what I, what I think will be funny or, engaging because every time i do it's it's a hundred percent wrong like without yeah. question <laughs> yeah wrong like i thought that was the last one i did wasn't gonna work at all <laughs> i didn't get all 
Yeah. Like, none whatsoever. Like, I have an idea of what I think might work, but usually it doesn't. Um, and then I'm fascinated by things that do. Like, um, I did one post and it was like, uh, good PT scores will make good leaders. And I was just like, ah, yeah. whatever. Like, I guess, you know, like, I've never thought that. <laughs> it took off like a rocket. <laughs> People wanted a shirt out of it. And so I made yeah. a shirt out of it. Yeah. It's the number one selling shirt I have. Really? So it's like, okay. <laughs> Well, All right. I remember when I saw that and I was like, I immediately agreed at Because fi- when you look at things yeah. at face value, you're like, yeah, absolutely. And then yeah. you're like, okay, if you look at nuances, someone has a PT score, do they just have good genetics or is it because they work really fucking hard and that shows in their character? And maybe they're a good Or oh, they're an officer. Of yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, it's just like, you never know, but at face value, it's like, yeah, it's attractive as fuck. You know, you can, yeah. over- you can overthink it all days you want as much as you want, but the cool thing is sometimes at face value, you see something that's like, yeah, it clicks. Cause I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, you know, it's, it's just like trying to like stay in that headspace. Like I just kind of put them all as like a narrative and, and like there is a, a story I'm constantly trying to tell and it's, it'll be like ups and downs, but I'll always trying to bring it back to center, which is like talking about, you know, health, mental health or talking about communicating with people and the mission as a whole. Right. And sometimes they're just stupid or like they don't make sense if you like look at it as like an individual but for me i'm telling a story like all across the the grid as it were mm-hmm. like, well, like you said like that bridge between veterans and civilians it's working because here i am a civilian who saw that <laughs> one thing and then i started following you and jackpot yeah exactly and then like the the shit that all your civilian friends <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but you know what i'm saying like <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like the military humor shit i don't get this is my go-to guy kevin i'm like hey what the fuck's this mean i'm but, trying to expand on that constantly yeah like not just not just military centric stuff like i feel it's not low-hanging fruit but like I, it's just some of it's i'm trying to get outside of it like i made a joke about compression shirts the other day mm-hmm. and like that was just because if i remember this guy told me he wears like compression shirts and i was like why and he's like it smooths it all out like in between (laughs) his like good workout seasons and bad workout seasons and i was like that's kind of like dude shapewear and i just like put it away and i didn't think about it anymore and then like that was it like that has nothing to do with the military Mm -hmm. something i wanted to say yeah that that, that was a funny one yeah Yeah. and that's for everybody and see like (laughs) yeah i I feel like i go on waves of being like pretty funny what i want to do and more like deep and stuff and I was actually going to send you one, but like, honestly, like I'm just too, just like, send it. I'm just, too just do it. Weird. Y'all can do one and I'll put it up. Okay. So that, my, funny. mine is, I guess it doesn't matter if I just tell you, but so mine's actually like coat that's on my wall right now. Cause mine is a lot about, cause I've had two friends that have died since the war. I've had mm-hmm. friends that died in the war, saw them die, you know, after from accidents, from suicide, everything. Right. And it's the quote from the first blade runner, you know, when he ends up, he's talking about, you know, the wars he's seen. And then mm-hmm. he ends it with, you know, all those moments lost in time, like tears in the rain. Cause mm. it essentially applies very well to that. Like everything mm-hmm. that person has done, where you experienced it with them is gone. They mm-hmm. write like tears in the rain because, because of something wow. that the battle he was in. Right. Mm. Uh, it's really good. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I'm just so <laughs> edit this out. <laughs> that's really yeah. good. No. But that's, no. that's the one I'm going to, I want to do and send you for me. It's the, I'm, it's just, yeah, I know this is very typical of veterans, even as much as I've like healed, I have a hard time with people being able to see me. You know what I mean? Like going into public or going to a road and doing something like that is very overwhelming for me. 
You know what I mean? Oh, oh, I don't think that's yeah. a veteran thing. No, I think that's a human thing because I'm I'm the same and I'm an okay. outgoing. I'm a social butterfly. But when it comes yeah. to other people, I don't even like talking on my phone around other people. I don't want people to hear what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I think that's just a human thing. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I'm, I made a I made a fake person, so I'm not gonna judge you. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's not Zach standing out there. God, I hope I hope it's not. Yeah. Um, like it's 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 an ex, it's a hyperbolic version. Mm-hmm. Like right. it's it's cranked all the way up, and so like. Like I was, I was thinking about that recently. Like, um, like there's, and it's just a thing now that like military culture has like permeated like all levels of life, right? Like to a point now where you see like, I get a little weirded out when I see like military fashion, like in modern day stuff. And I'm not talking about like, um, like high end stuff. Like warm and fuzzy makes some really good stuff. Um, Ford Observation Group does well too. But like I've seen like really big brands and they have like different tricolor pants. I'm just like, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't know. Like it's it. I think it all started with like putting Uncle Sam on everything, and um, but ultimately I I don't feel like it's my place to judge. I just it just makes me feel some type of way about it. I think if I saw like people wa- uh, rocking like oh no I have seen it. People rocking like the old school navy pea coats. Have you seen those? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I I mean I, I like it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I think it's I think it's cool, but um, it's still like ah, it's kind of weird. And um, I think ultimately those are things that can be used as a connection between two worlds because we're the most um, public tribe that's really self isolating. Like we love to be an island in the center. We're like Manhattan. Like we're an mm-hmm. island in the center of the world. We don't want anybody to know this, but we want people to know that we're there. Mm. I don't get it, but right. Well, I think like like you were saying about the bridge between veterans and civilians. That's an important thing because there's a lot of people like myself. I've always been very fascinated with military culture, mm-hmm. veterans. I have a lot of friends that have that are veterans. Yeah, and and like I think there's a lot of people like me who are very fascinated by that who never experienced that mm-hmm. and it's like you're on the outside looking in, which that's how it will always be because we have not experienced that. But if there's some kind of bridge, and then, you know, like I grew up, my dad, my dad was a Marine actually. And so I, I grew up a little bit around around the, you know, veteran style humor and and that type of stuff. But guys doing like what you're doing, it's, it is cool to see a bridge there and like bring other people kind of into the fold to kind of get your guys' humor and stuff like that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it, I think it'd be horrible if it was if all my friends are veterans. Personally, like I don't I don't know what we'd all talk about. Um, <laughs> like, did you see the thing? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, um, I, I also think I also think we miss opportunities in, in life when you uh, when you isolate that way. Um, like I, the first so the first job I had. How many people know this? The first job I had after the Marine Corps. I um I went to an interview at a hotel in Nashville, and uh, it didn't go well. The interview didn't go well at all. That's that's an understatement. <laughs> it went bad. I like went in there, and I had just got out. I was six months out of the war, and uh, I think I, I think I damn near wore my combat boots in with my suit. <laughs> but the, I was this infantry squad leader at the time when I'd left, and. They're like, do you think you can handle like security in this hotel? And I was like, yeah, I think I'll I think I'll be all right, you know. And I gave an interview, and at the end of it, I was like, well, how'd I do? And they go, well, you're like woefully unqualified. And then I kind of made a scene. I made my way out of there, but 
I ended up uh, getting a job at a hospital in town as a medical receptionist on a night shift. And it was, it was a real hit to my ego on some levels. Mm. Cause I just gone from being in charge of 12 people and um, to a point to where like, I was now just like some kid that was seen as like a 22, 23 year old that nobody really understood. And everyone else was like, well, what'd you do before this? And I was like, I was in the Marines. They're like, okay, yeah, sure. But I was like, no, no, I like, I was good at it. <laughs> yeah. And um, they're like, but why are you here? And um, I was working night shift and I was going to school full time. I did it for like four, three or four years. It was a grind. I don't, I don't even remember most of it. But I remember like working in healthcare, especially around nurses, that I realized that, that trauma is universal. And that there were a lot of people that were just like me that were there. They just had scrubs on. And that was like a real eye opener to me that like, I might've put myself in a place where I thought I was uniquely individual. And the reality was I was just part of one tribe and might've found a place another. And mm. to the point now to where like most of my friends are in healthcare mm-hmm. and Nashville is the healthcare capital of the world because of the world's largest healthcare company is based here. And um, almost everything's tied to it, but it kind of made me realize, like, oh, there's other, there's other things that are out there. Like people that, you know, it's like people that work in healthcare. If you work in a hospital, somebody dies every day. It doesn't matter if you're good or bad. That's just reality of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember like, oh, these these people, that are like you're like me, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it's that um, that meme with Charlie and uh, Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I just, I like saw them, they saw me and I was like, oh, the force is strong with you. Like you've got, you've got this thing too. Yeah. And, and, and they're still, still, still my friends this day. Some of them, mm-hmm. um, actually most of them, matter of fact. Yeah. And, uh, it was, it was, I never thought I'd get there by being a medical receptionist, but I did. <laughs> Dude, so. you never know. I remember like, does that make sense? Am I making yeah. sense? Oh, yeah. I'm having my kill clip CBD and I'm just <laughs> having a good time. I need some of that. No, uh, like before, I'll call him. Don't worry. Before and when I started uh, college, you know, I was ask your sister. I was getting a, <laughs> dude, I was getting a, I was Ubering, and so I'm like picking up like 19 year olds who are just like little fuckers, dude. And you're just like, yeah, what's up? What's up? <laughs> the, what's up? What's start, up? Welcome. Yeah. Yeah, what, you, what are we driving? What are we driving? You want a fucking three piece in a soda, motherfucker? Yeah, no. you want three pieces of soda, I'll lay you out. Hey, no. you, you throw up on them, I'm gonna crack your head. Yeah. Dude, I was driving yeah. I was driving a Subaru Forester, so I got That's called a, up. like a lesbian a lot and stuff. But uh <laughs> like I actually did get so a you couple, like you like roll up, you're like, hey, welcome to the forest, pop on in. Yeah. Dude, no, here's what I actually did do. So Hey guys, we, we can we can edit this small part out if we need to. Or our listeners can hear the yeah. laughing children. Hey, it's life. Roll it human. is life. Roll We're human. good. Let's keep going. I mean, I did get in a couple. I did get in a couple. Fine. Yeah, dude. We I all did. used to get left out in cars over run. They'll be fine. <laughs> no, I get. I did get in a couple scuffles though during the Uber times, and it wasn't because yeah. I was instigating anything. Like a guy peeing on my car. So glad, gladly, I dropped his on his fucking head. Um, and then and he was one of those lumberjack Amen. fuckers too. So, but uh, no, like so when I saw guys, I could tell we're gonna be a little, you know. Little fuckers, little spicy. Yeah, these yeah. Uh, these had electric chairs in this. is a nice Forester, so I could make it go up as high as I wanted, dude. <laughs> so they'd get in, dude. My my head be touching the ceiling. I'm like, God damn! Like, do you play like? 
you play football at BSU? Like, you're massive. Because I'm kind of thick, dude. So I raised the seat up. It, it makes sense that I could be 6'5", because I'm a thick boy, you know. And, uh, Good for you. Dude, it worked out. It helped out. Dude, that, that honestly stunted a lot of fights, to be honest with you. So... Um, well, you get, Arkansas on phone books. They still be like that kid five seven all day, <laughs> dude, dude, dude. Well, you get you get drunk people like like I did Uber too. That's we were both doing it at the same time. Yeah. And Boise's not like a crazy city, but it's it's a college town, and there's a lot of drunk college kids. And man, they they'd get wild sometimes. But usually, all you'd have to do is like set the tone real quick, and then they they'd be all right. But yeah. Was, dude, Nash, Nashville's Nashville's blown up a lot, <clears throat> and at the time. It was like still small town, and I'd even looked at that. But it just didn't work with my schedule. Mm-hmm. But I've I've done on and off security and stuff. And like the big thing around here now is these uh, tractors and and stuff. And they'll like pull girls around and like mm-hmm. a it's just like a John Deere like driving down Broadway. And it's just like shake it, mama, shake it, shake it, shake oh, it, yeah. mama. We, we have those here like too, all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's wild. And yeah. um, <clears throat> like the bike bars uh, and shit we have. Yeah. 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 Every yeah the the pedal tavern. Yeah. Like every every time I've gone to like help a buddy out who does like hey man you'll stand in I'll give you like cash or whatever and you're like okay I'll do it. It's always the worst experience. It is because <laughs> <laughs> people people are wild especially when they they get a few little few little adult sodas in them they they get out of hand. Yeah, and, a couple bumps. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. Right? <laughs> no, not you. I mean. No, no. <laughs> Dude, dude, it is, yeah. it is. It is. Anytime you get into a social environment, you can just sense like this is dangerous. Danger. You yeah. know, I I, Danger. Went, I yeah. told this on a previous podcast, but you know, I started kind of trying to date again. So I went on a date with a girl, and then witnessed an altercation between two guys, and one guy got one punch, almost homicided. And so, mm. like, and clearly, and it's like you can almost feel it in the air before it happened, you know. Mm-hmm. And he happened to land right next to me on his head, bleeding out of his head, and. You know, and no one was helping. Of course, like I just reacted, like I reacted by like almost fucking the other guy up because it's like eliminate the threat first, right? He didn't do anything, so I immediately called him one, started timing this guy. Dude it was like three, three and a half minutes before the first breath, five minutes before his eyes even moved. Like so, I had to like chart, start like a chest compressions and shit on this motherfucker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so he finally did come too. I was like, dude, you're out for a long fucking time. Like you're gonna be fucked up for a while. Like, yeah, yeah. but no, he made it. And so it's just like, I sensed it before it was going to happen. Like something just feels wrong. This is too social of an environment. That's people, a real thing. People like, just being fucking weird. Like, and it's always the I worst. It. It's the worst. I hate it. It's not fun. I hate it. It's, it's, it's probably the one thing I wish I, I could shake. It's like a superpower. Cause like once you've been like around, um, I don't know, uh, high danger or just intense situations, you can always like feel it. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then like you talk about like reacting. Like my my kids know if I see someone on the side of the road, I'm just like, oh. all right, we'll go, like go help them, do whatever it is. I mean, that's something I picked up from my grandfather. Actually, mm-hmm. he always did that. But it's not, um, not it's weird to see like danger starting to happen. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, do we have to stay? Like I don't I don't want to stay. I don't care if they're doing <laughs> two for ones. I just want to go home. Yeah. And sure enough, it just. Well, that, that, know, past past eleven o'clock, it starts to get a little wild anywhere, any state, any yeah. time zone. That's a real thing. Like even like think like the UFC when you go to watch it live. There's mm-hmm. so much violence in there. There's a feeling in that fucking building. And like when me me and Kevin went and watched UFC live, that whole crowd was so amped up on testosterone. We'll fight. And sure as shit, what two or three rows behind us, a fight broke out. 
Yeah. And that was one of the worst nights of my life, dude. Oh yeah, he would talk about anxiety attacks. This guy was like, I had a fucking migraine. I, <laughs> like I couldn't like see like because the bright lights are bright. All we were right under so the speakers. I was like, dude, I'd rather be out like because I was a I was a sniper. So I was like, I'd be rather be going out in the fucking one to three a.m. in the morning and setting up somewhere. In Afghanistan, yeah, yeah. I would be pooping, sitting. pooping in an algae. Yeah. yeah, dude, I'd rather be doing that than sitting here on all these fucking loud people. Well, and it, was, noise, it was weird because, you know? like, when the actual fights were on, the crowd was cool because they were concentrated mm-hmm. on the fight. Mm-hmm. And Kevin was cool. Like, everything he was on, he was watching the fight. And then, is every, I don't know if you've ever been to a UFC, but between every fight, wow. they have music start playing. You know, they have to, there's time. Yeah, between, gotta keep that, gotta keep that energy. Yeah. 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 And between every fight, it did get. I'm not even, I'm not sensitive to light or sound and it was too fucking loud and bright for me. And so me and Kevin would get up and do walks around the fucking arena until the next fight would start. But yeah, that's when that fight broke out was between fights. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a real thing, man. The the adrenaline in the air is like, like I used to be a bouncer at a bar. That's a much smaller scale, but when something's going to happen, you can feel it coming. You can taste it. It's yeah, pal- yeah, pal- yeah. Palpable. Yeah. Palpable. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like, it's like, oh, I, it's, <clears throat> It's, I used to call it the heat wave, like when it hits you in the back of your neck, mm. and you're like, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I always like look at you. I always, I always look at my shoes. Somebody told me that once. I always make sure your shoes are tight. No, you just need flip flops. You don't want to be like rolling around. Um, <laughs> and then like the next thing you know, things are bad. Um, prior to what I was doing now, I was working, like I said, I was working in healthcare, and I did security operations. And in the hospital, I was at gets used to get it does it gets more mental health patients than anybody else mm. and like every day i'd like walk into the er and i'd just be like all right i'm just gonna take off my jacket today <laughs> like because i i was a director so i had like a suit and i had to do this whole thing and i was just always like prevent 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 but it was something it was probably it is probably the best use of of any of those experiences was like trying to like help people on the front lines mm. of healthcare and stuff but it was just like oh man it's so tough especially you know, in that environment, because you're trying to like mitigate things, but it just can't help it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you, you have to be okay. It's really hard for us not to be in control, but you have to be okay to let things go. You got to be yeah. fucking slippery sometimes. Like you know, you can't <laughs> just be sticky, dude. You got to be a little slippery. Dude. <laughs> you gotta be slippery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to be slippery when you're in your hide. When you got your when you got your ghillie suit on and you're just thinking to yourself, you're like, man, I wish I. Wish I didn't do this in doc course. I'm too far into it now. <laughs> you know what I mean, dude? You're making me did think you, of. Did you, did you like being a sniper? You're making me think of WAP right now. Like <laughs> what you're doing, yeah. like getting sticky. No, um, bro, dude, dude, sounds like sounds like your in doc was lit. If that's dude. what happened. <laughs> no, dude, it was a. So the parts that sucked about it, I was stationed in Fairbanks, Alaska. So if you're like if you're training in Fort Greeley, where it's like 60 mile an hour winds, it's negative 50. It's not fun. And, you know, at that time, it's not across all units, but, you know, at the time we had leadership that was like, oh, if you're a sniper, you're not setting up in the fucking tent with everybody else. Like, you're in your three-layer sleeping bag under a, a, a poncho. Have fun on your field problems, mm-hmm. you know. So I didn't like getting chill blame like three, four times a fucking day and, you know, all that. Out there but, just glassing. Yeah, but because of having hard leadership and being a morally and ethically sound individual going into there, Mm-hmm. That all, honestly kind of fucked me up on deployments. So my second deployment, when I was actually a sniper team leader, but it was for the betterment, I think, of the company. Whereas, like a lot of snipers in the army are, I don't want to be. I'm not trying to make a broad statement. A lot of them are shammers. Like, hey, we'll go out on a mission once every three weeks. You know, like do their sniper mission every three weeks. It's like if I didn't have a sniper mission coming up, 
Like I put on a fucking M320 grenade launcher and an M4 and rolled out with dudes. Like, can I go out? Let's go out. Like, yeah, I want to be there. I want to help. I want to, I don't want to sit around on the sidelines watching guys get fucked up, you know? So I enjoyed it because I had freedom to do that. You know, I mm-hmm. answered to the first sergeant and company commander, right? So I could go up to them and say like, I have a fucking plan or let me get in on yeah. this, you know, put me on QRF right now, you know? That's fascinating. So Most I, snipers don't do that. Right, yeah. Nobody, nobody knows what they do. No, like nobody knows what they do ever. A good friend of mine, uh, he's, he's passed too. His name was Rob Richards. Um, oh yeah. Recent, he, everybody knows who Rob Richards yeah, is. Yeah. He's the guy who peed on the bodies. Um, uh-huh. But uh, he would, he would always come to me. And I remember we'd be briefing. He's like, Hey, where are you going to be? And I'm like, show him. He'd be like, Ah, oh, man, I'm not going there. And like he goes <laughs> somewhere else. Right. It was yeah. just, just fun to do it. And um, I remember when um, the indoc came around. He, he'd asked a bunch of people to do it. And I even thought about it for a while. But I was like, No, man, I got a pre-skate. Like I went from a team leader to at that time I was. Acting spoiler, I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to be somebody's boot, like bottom of the barrel again. And um, it's this very, very small world. It's like, if you know, you go combat arms, then you get like infantry direct action, and then you get like the subsets inside of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's the smallest of small groups. So it's, you know, especially because nobody really knows. They, they're like, oh, there's the snipers, and they just like piddle paddle off and just sit on a roof and yeah, call you in the middle of a patrol. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, with their long ass hair and. <laughs> yeah your hair was your hair is shorter than it was when you were on deployment yeah, dude seriously sure. yeah <laughs> well because you never yeah. you know you can never sh- like taking a shower was like me and your bar like washing each other over pallets with water bottles like so you never mm. had shampoo so if you could grow it out and it would just like stick wherever you put it anyway because all the dirt and shit you know was, <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. No, I, simpler those times days. yeah <laughs> those are simpler times you bust open a bottle of crystal water and you just hose yourself down <laughs> crystal whatever i call i can't remember what it was it was the water from dubai i hated it but oh yeah oh uh, that's how i paid for college <laughs> dude yeah no i yeah no go shit dude like if i didn't have that for a college fund man i don't know if i would have gone you know yeah um no and that's 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 um reminds me it's one of the things i like talking about the most like i you know i always say not everybody had to join the military their parents probably loved them um you know and i don't i'm not upset about that i i wanted to serve my country and i don't think everybody has to i think it's um or needs to i, I don't think it's good or bad if, if you don't i think everybody has a journey they have to take and for me there was no other option there was no scholarships there was i was definitely not mature enough to, to commit to anything and, you know because of that you know i became a first generation uh, college graduate i got a master's you know and, and now i hold cardboard for a living so it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a real it's a real Cinderella story, but, um, you know, it, it changed the direction. Like my family has shifted like from a point where I come from very, very much blue collar background. And everyone always told me to get a trade growing up. That was a big thing. Mm. I remember I told my grandmother, uh, I had an NBA and she asked me what team I played for. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, Dude, no. Well, the Bulls. Like, I played for the Bulls. Yeah. Like, I you, you say now you're holding cardboard, and we'll wrap this up here in a few because I know we got families to get to and everything. But what you're doing is <clears throat> it's it's needed. It's like I was saying that bridging the gap thing, and the humor too. The humor part of it is needed, especially in how crazy this fucking world has gotten, mm-hmm. uh, especially the past few years and a little bit of humor online some guys can go or gals or whoever people can go look at and get a little chuckle or sometimes it's something serious and it can make them think about what's happening 
that's ultimately what I'm trying to do every time. I'm trying to make people think about yeah their experience, and that's that's needed in in life. And I think that's why the one you posted the other day resonated with so many people because of what had happened and what is happening and got shared so much is it's making people think it's not, it's not just a guy holding cardboard anymore. That might've been what it was when you started it, but like you're you see your following going up the way it's going up. There's a reason for that. You're doing something right. And you're onto something. And I think it's really fucking cool what you're doing. That, that means a lot. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I, I did, I did think about telling you guys like I needed a moment. I, I did think about that, but I, I'm, I'm really big on commitments. Um, and it felt facetious to say that I would do it because there, there has been like more input in my, in my life for the past 48 hours mm-hmm. than, than I could have ever anticipated. Um, and then that's, that's what I don't want to be grandiose about it, but that's where the responsibility aspects come from. Mm. Right. Cause like, you know, you start getting information you start learning about these, you know, the, these Marines and the sailor and stuff. And you're just like, man, they were kids, mm-hmm. you know, then I start doing like soft math in my head. And I'm like, if I would stayed in, you know, where would I be? You know, I'd be like a, you know, platoon sergeant, maybe a company gunnery sergeant. So I'm like, okay, like that's the age of people I would have been in charge of. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow, you know, yeah. it's hard to put into place. And, you know, especially seeing, you know, we're always going to leave Afghanistan. That was something that was made, decision was made at the highest level. But now, now more than ever, it seems there's this moment where the world has become um, drastically aware mm. of how different the rest of the world is. I think. It was, yeah. You know, yeah. To say. Cause yeah. Cause sorry. I, I think, uh, again. cause dude, it's fine. Cause, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, cause Georgia just shared something and it was like, where's everybody now talking about, you know, what fucking gender race they are. Right. Like it's like, cause when big things happen, everything else becomes trivial. You know, when because you get you get this real like this real world thing. Like I always tell people all the time, like you don't understand. Like this is a part of the world that's lived away since since you know the earth hath been made. Right? Mm-hmm. They have houses made out of dirt. Like they don't even. I remember we showed people the flag in like 2011. Like what's that? And I was like, that's your country's flag. And they're like, bro, it's a country. Like <laughs> yeah. they had no. <laughs> I showed them a picture of Hamid Karzai when he's the president. And I was like, that's your president. He like came through and did like one of those things, and we set up a cordon. And like okay, cool. Like some old dude, I don't care. Like I'm, I got to move these goats from here they've to got, there. They've got bigger problems. Well, and <laughs> yeah, I, I think there was a large part of the population until the last two weeks didn't even know we were still in Afghanistan. Oh, for sure. You know for what sure. I mean? And, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, one of the only reasons I know is because I kind of keep myself educated on stuff, and I have a lot of friends who've been there or mm-hmm. are going to be going there again. You know and but I think a lot of the population had no idea. They thought they thought the war was over years ago, and obviously, it's not quite yet. No, and um, I mean, time time will only tell like what happens next. I mean, um, it's you know, it's the eyes of the world are upon us now more than ever, and mm-hmm. I think this is a moment we should all take to realize like the reality of the situation we're in, mm-hmm. right? In a place where water is scarce where you see, you know, people holding up their children and then just passing them off to a random stranger because that's the best option they have. Yeah. I mean, I hope that sears into their minds like a brand upon cattle in a field. Like the thing I keep going back to when people ask me how I feel about it is like I need you to people seen that video of people holding on to like the C one thirty taking off. Mm-hmm. I was like, what you really need to think about there is that that person said that this is the best option. Mm-hmm. Right. 
maybe I can hold on. Maybe they'll stop. Maybe they'll let me in. Maybe something will happen. But this is this is option number one. Mm-hmm. There is no option number two. I'm gonna hold on to the side of this plane, taking off. Yeah, yeah. And people are unaware of that and can't facilitate. Can talk about uh, can talk about how progressive they are, but can't really empathize with that. But then talk about what the fucking Kardashians are doing, whatever else. It's like they're in a real rude awakening when something really bad happens, mm-hmm. you know, or when any country realizes, you know what, America's fucking weak. It's full of ass hats that are worried about bullshit other than keeping it real and being we have soft prepared. problems we have like real soft problems yeah and so what if a country really does say you know what fuck you to us you know we have a i don't know it, they're, they're in for a rude awakening when something bad happens i'm not talking about covid i mean something real drastic that really starts fucking people up you know <laughs> whether it is a meteor or from climate change well, or a, a war pretty big fucking hurricane from what i've heard <laughs> That's heading, dude. I, are you? Are you? Is, I don't even know where Nashville would be correlated. To that is, do you guys get crazy it's in the weather? Path. Yeah, I, was I mean, say. what little knowledge I have about hurricanes, I, bro. Yeah. It's moving up this yeah. way. Yeah, but dude, it's, there's lots of, but the same kind of guys are responding to that. There's civilians just like yeah, team, in Texas. team Rubicon's a big veterans organization started by Jake Wood. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bunch of veterans um, and first responders. People who want to get out and help and mm-hmm. be a part of that. I mean, everyone's responding to the same type of thing. And you know, there are these moments where. Um, you know, trauma itself is, is a very complex, um, it's a Rubik's cube of emotion, but what I think we miss in it is, is the knowledge and blessing that comes from it. Because once it happens, the, the range of, uh, feelings and perspective that you have, like all get blown away. Right. And so many of us have these very, very soft lives. Like it's stupid. I was telling my daughters this other day, I was like, you know, you can drink. <laughs> I was like, there aren't many countries where you can drink the water that comes out of the bath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And we can do that here. Like, that's how crazy it is. Most places don't have like running water, but you can drink the water that comes out of the bath. You can drink the same water that comes out of the tap. And um, I'm like, oh, I never thought about that. And so it's just, those are the things that have like conditioned, I feel, us a lot of ways that it's inadvertently distanced everyone who has these really um, complex experiences from being in the military, from you know, being any type of frontline uh, healthcare service, first responders, law enforcement, mm-hmm. to where everyone gets in these kind of quarterback positions being like, bro, I, I don't know about you, but I would have done something different. And like that just kind of, that's the one thing that really kind of bothers me is how all of life has shifted to like a talking head segment of like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't have done that. I mean, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody would have done the wrong thing if they had all the information, but yeah. it's never put in that perspective. Yeah. And, and that's, that's really what I hope comes out from this is like, there's no denying it. You know, the digital era, things are being uploaded using things like WhatsApp and signals. You're seeing it real time. People that are interpreters and their families are running, they're in hiding, mm-hmm. they're trying to find a way to get out because they've been enveloped by this chaos that is the forces that are taking over this country. And I hope, we don't let um, the hindsight of history be the only thing we learn from. I hope we learn in real time from yeah. it. Even if the the minimal outcome is just to get the person who's extremely disassociated from real things to say, you know what, I'm mm-hmm. aware of this and that sucks. Mm-hmm. At least that, at least acknowledge yeah. and empathize with, with a situation other than your own mm-hmm. egocentric life. Yeah. And that's at least a step. Like, hey, man, you acknowledged it. That's yeah. fucking yeah. awesome. I, I think that's you know? happening. I think... With the, like I said, unfortunate shit that's happened the past few days, every, every the whole world's watching now. And like I said, there was, I feel seen more than ever because of it too. I, I bet, I bet you do. And yeah. then there's, yeah. like I said, there's people that probably didn't know we were there, and now they do. And it sucks that this is why they do. But mm-hmm. 
it's good to have a perspective and to understand that there's there's people hurting out there, you know, and and we have it we could have it much worse, you know. Absolutely. But all right, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. I do appreciate you doing this because I do know it's been kind of a crazy few days for you. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. oh, it's been crazy for all of us. I'm, I'm really honored, dude. It's really honored. I'm, I'm really glad we did this. You know, we we've had most of the people we have on here we kind of know beforehand, and yeah. we have had a handful of people we don't really know until we sit down and talk. And it's always like, okay, this could go one of two ways. We don't know much about them other than like with you, we've had people tell us you were a good dude. So it's like, okay, <laughs> hopefully they were right, you know. And you, I'll pay them. Tell you, me who it is. I'll pay them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you didn't. You didn't let us down, man. You were awesome. So we we appreciate you doing this. I'll take it. No, the, the honor and privilege is mine. I I think the most important thing we do in this time is is actually have conversations that are that have some some meaning to them. And, and the reality is, our country's in a very hard place, and we've we've experienced a loss um, that um, will echo through history. And, mm. and I feel honored to be able to spend this time with both of you. So All thank right. you. All right, man. Thank Absolutely, you. Man. I appreciate it.